Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Green Suitors Podcast. I'm joined by none other than Mr. Brian Sedgley. Whoop, 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 whoop. And if you <laughs> notice that it's it's unseasonably quiet in the podcast today. Yeah, it's kind of nice. What happened? I don't know. It's nice. It's like there's not this big six foot three ogre of a person that's just... <laughs> You know, obnoxiously talking over all of us. Did he? It's because he retired. Oh no, again. that's not for another year. <laughs> that was we for you, Gary. Jason again. <laughs> Jason's not with us. He's uh, he's in Cape Cod this week doing some stuff for the military. And so it's just me and Sedge today. Another intimate episode. Yes. With Mr. Sedgley and I. Yeah. We're very excited to to bring this episode to you. What is this, episode 40? 41? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 41. Wow. Sedge, what, what you been up to this week, man? Oh, what is this? Okay, so this is a Thursday night we're recording. I got home yesterday about 5. I've been up, uh, actually working the daytime job quite a bit. I was in Chicago on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we had a an open house, and I'm going to shout out uh, Jerry from GA Woodshop. Nice to finally meet you in person, Jerry. Had a great conversation. Uh, I did a demo day for, uh, it's one of our uh, paint dealers, but they also sell wood tools. Uh, the name of the company is called JC Licked. I think they got like 50 stores in um Illinois, Wisconsin. I think just del- delving into Minnesota a little. Yeah, I know. Midwest. I know the I, this one guy. Um, uh, what's his name? Oh, I have a brain fart right now, but uh, he wanted me to come up, so I went up uh, with our rep Victor and our director in the area, Little C. Shout out to you guys. Had a hell of a week with you, and then we had about eighty people, I think. It was kind of nice. Filtered through a lot of pros, a lot of pro painters, a lot of pro furniture and cabinet makers from colleges all over uh, Chicagoland. That's cool. So, what what tools did you demo that were geared towards painters? Okay, uh, it was cool. They have a really cool training center, and um, well, it was a conference room, but it's linked. They have a huge building, and it's in their Addison location. And what I demoed in the morning was Planex, all the sanders, and I did a polishing demo on some lacquer. And then in the afternoon, it was uh, Domino, track saws, Capex. It was it was a blur, man. And you know what's really cool? I hadn't done it in a while. I was fig- you know in front of a, a crowd like that. Everybody asking questions. It was awesome. Man, I was rusty. But the thing is, it started at 8, and they gave me a break at lunch for about an hour, and I went till 4, and I don't remember any of it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious, Ben. And, oh, my God, it was awesome. We got got back to the hotel, took a quick shower. We went out to dinner, the three of us. I had two beers, and I almost passed out in my dinner. I was so freaking exhausted. I hadn't done it like that in a was long your, time. Was your face like falling in your soup? Like, oh my god! I had these two. We had to a microbrewery or a brew house that was nearby called Moore Brewing. Oh my god! They had two IPAs that were off the hook. So next morning, woke up and did it all over again. But we uh, trained. I think it was about thirty of their sales managers. And mm-hmm. man, I love it when 
they're engaged in the presentation because they're asking questions and I'm like, wow, this is really cool. That means you, you kind of get their attention, you know? Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. And then the drive home, man, I was, it was like, I walked out the front door about it quarter take you about 10 hours to get out of Chicago. Oh my God. It's terrible. No, the thing that's terrible was the weather. I, I packed up the car about one o'clock. I was on the road. As soon as I got out of that parking lot, it was a deluge. And then when you get on, I think it was 294, then mm-hmm. whatever, 80 or 55. It was wall-to-wall trucks, all construction. And we're all going 55 to 70 miles an hour. And guess what happens? Bing! My flat tire light comes out, a low pressure. Oh, man. I white-knuckled it for 65 miles until I could pull over. And because I was testing it. It was just... Um, it was just like instead of 36 PSI, the tires oh, were down to like 34. A little it was chilly to... or something that morning. Yeah. what You know, and I was just like, come on. But yeah. tell you what, when that that went on, I was up against some Jersey walls going like 70. And these trucks are flying by. I was a little scared. But made it. So I just got to gotta yeah. go online and pay tolls now. They don't oh, take God. money at I'm, these toll booths anymore. I know. I'm waiting for mine to come in um, from my motorcycle trip. It's it's like ridiculous. Like I would hit, I would hit a toll booth, and then literally an eighth of a mile later, I would hit another one. Yeah. And it's like, what what am I paying a toll for? I haven't even used a road yet. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. So hearing you talk about doing the the domino demo, I don't know how well you can see this. Those are dominoes or mortises that someone made with the domino. Holy. This crap. is from Frank Fontaine on the Fessel Owners Group on Facebook. Yeah, Frank Fontaine. He said he said. Uh, 2,820 domino holes in about 12 hours. Can you imagine doing that many dominoes? What was he building us? I, I don't, I don't know. Holy crap. Um, Frank Fontaine. I mean, it, it looks like styles for something. And he said it was white oak, the same bit, never changed bits. That's pretty damn cool. God, man, that is, cannot imagine doing that many. It's nuts. When it when it uh, when it comes to the shop, uh, you got the electrician coming in Saturday to rewire your 220 for the new bandsaw coming in. I think, and uh, the shed should be Wait. delivered next week. So I'm pretty excited to clear out that bay. Are Are you getting the uh, um, which which bandsaw are you getting? Uh, the Harvey. The one okay, Jason's yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty stoked about that. Now, are you gonna? Pick up dust collection too at some point. Eventually, I'm just gonna hook up. I have a CT twenty six that I get. I mean twenty two. I can hook up to it. Yeah. For the time being, yeah. with a fifty millimeter hose, I'll just make. Now, it what ha- do you make it happen? Are you, you going to be running it for scroll work? Or are you going to be veneering stuff? Oh no, like, I got to be running it for. I'm going to be resawing stuff all day yeah. long on it. I mean, I got two humongous see the post that my buddy left here and i gotta uh, take those apart for him he mm. needs he needs those or and he said he can have one of them so that'll be cool i'll build a project with that but <laughs> rick's got some big posts he needs resawn and uh and then i got all kinds of wood that i've had over the years that i want to start doing some veneer work and resawing mm-hmm. yeah uh, and that's one thing I'm, i've been missing and then this, there's also some curve work I want to do and 
cut mm-hmm. some different legs, possibly do some cabriole legs and stuff like that. So, yeah, I tell you what, man. You know, there's one of the I think one of the reasons not not just because of the limited space, but one of the reasons why I'm not trying to get big equipment now is because it, it it's like when you start getting cabinet saws and and bigger band saws and all these other things like you eventually have to get bigger tools to go with it. Oh, you yeah. eventually have to get a bigger desk collection. And like you're going through it now, you've got to get 220 set in. And oh yeah, you know some people think that all you got to do is get just a table saw. It's like, well, no, you got to get a whole bunch of other stuff to go with it if you want to, you know, have a clean shop and mm-hmm. you want to you want to not clog it up with with dust and debris and stuff like that. And I think that's one of the reasons why I I kind of try to just stick to mobile stuff is that i yeah. you know i i have the one ct26 well i guess i have the i have the midi now too but um all i have are dust extractors i, I don't there's no need for me to like upgrade mm. to anything else you know yeah i uh i think the natural progression is the bandsaw and then a dust collector and because i want to mm. get um probably next year the over under machine but i'm not going to go with the 16 mm. i think i'll go i think it's a 12 12 12, yeah i think i'll go with that yeah and if you and if you ever need that that 16 capacity you could just go to jason's absolutely half hour away which which would be a rare occasion almost (laughs) that you would need that big of a capacity no kidding you know but you know what made me think about that was maddie he said dude it's great for um uh cutting boards and i went oh Mm -hmm. wow yeah yeah dude 12 12 inches that'll that would get through most mm-hmm. most projects. You know, you're not very typical. You're not getting boards that are wider than twelve inches. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell you what, How I have I have that Dewalt seven thirty five thirteen inch. Yeah, I don't think I've ever too. maxed the board through there. The thirteen. No, I, I had to lace. I I have a um, God, what's it called? I, I have a skip plane for it, mm-hmm. or I made one, and um. I had to like put some paste wax on it because it started to get bogged down. Yep. But we'll, I guess we'll kind of get into that. Um, hmm. But no, I mean that sounds good. I know how much you love doing live training events, and oh yeah, I know how much you love interacting with people and and just kind of being out and talking to the um, people that are in the industry and kind of getting their feedback on stuff and then teaching them about tools and stuff like that. It's that, it's that live feedback that I really get jazzed on, yeah. but I'll tell you what, I'll say it again. I was wicked rusty. I was like eh, 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 a couple of times, but you know what? I haven't done it in the hell of a long time. What? So, like talking in front of people? Yeah, well, <laughs> well, <clears throat> a trade show's different. Okay. Complete for, that's completely different. I, I get feedback, but not, a lot of questions, I guess. Um, but doing a more personalized training like that, Ben, I haven't done one like that in since since the lockdown. I think it was the beginning of that match was the last one I did. Like a, I call it a, not an intimate, but a more Dem- it's a demonstration. Demonstration. What, what you're doing, what you're doing at trade shows is a demonstration. Yes, you're not you're not soliciting that that question feedback loop. Yeah here you're training people so yeah. not only are you giving the information you're you're trying to help them kind of get everyone along the same <clears> the <throat> same pace the same rhythm to what you're teaching and so it, it is a very different experience mm-hmm. 
yeah 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 hell yeah point him dude you were so right i saw that guy had that in the shop and i suggested a festool and it helped them out tremendously it was pretty cool so it's just stuff like that to kind of train the eye for a salesperson mm-hmm. to look for the opportunity to make the sale yeah um, and i really enjoy that as well so i got a question what have you been up to mm-hmm. oh man let me see this week so monday i i kind of started um looking at okay how's what's what's my my daily life going to be like now that i'm done with school and so um wrote a couple articles um not going to publish those yet um on monday i'm still editing videos for my trip i just finished the third video today um and i haven't even looked at footage for the next few days, but I, I think it'll probably be between six to eight videos that I'll have from that trip, and I'll I'm gonna publish, publish them all at once. I'm not gonna oh. publish them weekly or anything like that. Um, and yesterday, I built a a, a platform base for my bed. Uh, so sorry for just the listeners, but my bed's in the, in the frame right now. I have a platform bed or a captain's bed. It's just three carcasses, or four carcasses, rather, with drawers inside of them. It was on the floor. I wanted to elevate it a little bit so that I could uh, have a little bit more storage underneath it because there, there's a big storage compartment in the middle of it. Um, and so I built a platform for it, raised it off the ground about 130 millimeters. Um, and that, that took all day. It could have been really quick, but I, I wanted to kind of get back in the mindset of being in the shop again. And so I, I wanted to, to use a bunch of different tools. I wanted to experiment with things that I hadn't really done before. And so uh, I went to went to Lowe's, bought just, just some construction pine just because it's cheap. And mm-hmm. I don't, it's going under a bed. It, nobody's going to see it, so it doesn't need to be pretty. Um, and so I milled down the, the lumber down to the dimensions that I wanted and i knew that i was going to use the domino and some of it but i was like you know what i haven't used the shaper in a while oh wow and and i know that with the shaper it is incredibly easy to do mortise and tenons especially if you have the workstation and so uh so i busted out the shaper after i milled all my stock down and uh started cutting some mortise and tenons on it actually i had to watch a couple of videos at first to kind of get the idea for how to do it but once i was doing it it was uh like i was shocked at how well the mortise and tenons fit with each other like it's wow. i mean it's it's all mathematics and it's all computer you know generated stuff and it's hard for it to not fit yeah but um man it 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 fit together well like <laughs> I cut the mortise because with the shaper, you cut your mortises first. I'm sorry, you cut your tenons first, and then you cut your mortises. That way you can adjust your mortise based off your tenon when you're cutting it. And you work off um, a grid, right? Yeah, I used a grid. Um, For the mortises, I'm sorry, for the tenons, uh, I just used two adjacent edges that form a 90 Mm -hmm. as my point of origin. And then for the mortises... 
I scribed lines where I wanted the mortises to be or where I wanted them to be centered on the actual board. Mm -hmm. And then um, I used, it's a three-point reference system. So you reference one flat edge, like the bottom of the board, mm -hmm. and then you switch out the bit to a pointed bit, like that has a very fine point. Yep. And you lower the third point onto your scribe line, and that sets the center mark. And then you just throw your the same template that you used to cut the tenon out. You, th you throw that on the board using the grid system, mm -hmm. and it boop routes it out. And it was it was and I, when I say it was dead on, I oh, mean it yeah. was dead on. You know, because I, I milled all my stock to the same dimensions <coughs> because you're using uh, the actual edge of the material as a reference. Mm -hmm. It was a flush fit on every single one that I did. I was, it was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, that's funny because sometimes when I, I'm um, using the domino, I just shake my head and I go, Daggone, I can't believe how accurate this machine is. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then the yeah. shaper, I just started delving into it. And I love it. Um, I'm telling I'm still, you, I'm still wrapping my head around how to set grids, but mm -hmm. you know, I just been cutting out templates with it, and yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It um, it it just made me want to want to continue to experiment with it because I, I after I finished the the base of it last night, I, I started watching some more videos on other other joints and stuff that people have made with it, and you can get really creative mm -hmm. with it. You know, you think about a half lap or a bridle joint, you know, it doesn't have to be this square boxy joint. You could, you could put a clover leaf as a joint, mm -hmm. you know, yep. um, just, just so many cool applications. And, th and that's what I'm really excited about kind of getting into next week is, you know um, it, you know what it diving is? a little bit more into the shaper. Do you know what it is with that machine? Uh, for me, it's finding the time. To delve into it yeah uh, right. i got so many other things rocking and rolling right now but i will tell you i think at least every two weeks twice a month somebody says sedge when are you going to do shaper videos when are you can do a shaper tutorial video and i'm just like man i, I got a hundred other ones i want to create you know <clears throat> there's there's a lot of upfront investment i will say that yeah hey um have you researched on the web uh, there are a lot of, not from Shaper uh, per se, but uh, from people out there. Are there, a, are there people doing videos on and instructions of it, you know, tutorials? Um, I wouldn't say n no one is putting out more content than Shaper is right. for okay. tutorials. Okay. There are, uh, Raymond Valdez has done a couple of videos on the Shaper, um, but most people from what I've seen maybe two to three videos if that on their channels and again that's just the the channels that i found okay um but not not a ton of people and it's you know i think it's it's still a small and i i hate to say the word market but it is it's it's still a small market for tutorial videos because you know i i don't imagine that many people that have a shaper origin it's a pretty expensive unit mm. um i do think that it it would serve as a good um, addition to a build video. Mm -hmm. um, maybe not making uh, the entire video about using the shaper. You know, showing the shaper as just a part of the process, I think would be a, a great way to introduce people to it. Because if, if I just started making videos about 
Shaper tutorials or anyone else for that matter. Um, yeah, I mean, th there's going to be a few people that, that are going to watch it, but no, no one else has done more content than Shaper yeah. on YouTube. You know, they, they've got such a great amount of content and they do lives and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, uh, I, I talked to Jake here and there on emails mm -hmm. because we got something coming up. I'm going to do a little, I guess, guess the parents or whatever on Shaper Labs coming up. I don't know exactly when we're going to be able to announce it, but it's a really cool project. And, uh, is that for Sedgefield or for Festool? No, Festool. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. Um, it's uh, it's interesting because they did a really good job with that Shaper uh, Shaper Live Shaper Sessions. It's called right. Yeah, it's, it's Thursday it's nights awesome, at man. seven. Yep, yep. And they they yeah. Like I said, no no one does it better than them, and, and you know as they should. You know, um, yeah. I mean they they just they they have so many awesome projects. Have you been on Shaper Hubs yet? Oh yeah, Shaper Labs. No, no, Shaper Hub. Nope. So Hub is like where you can download project files. Oh, what? Yeah, Dang free on, ones. Yeah. See, there's there's a lot of if you, if you want access to a lot of cool jigs. Yeah. Go to Shaper Hubs because people people that have come up with really cool jigs for for different projects. Some are for the Shaper, some are some are not. Some are for festival items. Um, oh, okay. I see people knock when I I'm in a shop. I I'm trying to remember whose shop it was, and I saw they made a Bessie clamp uh, holder, and I said, mm -hmm. "Where's that from?" And they go, "Oh, Shaper Hub." Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the the clamp rack that I have in my shop. I oh. got that off of Shaper Hub. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. So I, there's uh, there's a deluge of of awesome projects that people have uploaded. And most of them are free. Like no one's charging for it. Huh. And What's even cooler, Sedge, with Shaper Hubs, is let's say that you find a project, right? That yep. you really, that you want to do, right? If as long as you're signed into your account on Shaper Hubs, which I, I think that's the only way that you can access Shaper Hubs is through your account. And when you go to the file mm -hmm. or like the the page, the project page, you can click on a button that says "Sync to My Origin," and it will send the file to your origin for you. Get the hell out of here. As long as you're connected to, to Wi-Fi, as long as yeah. the Shaper itself yeah. has a Wi-Fi connection, yep. as soon as you turn it on, it syncs itself to your account, yeah. and boom, there's your project right there. You don't have to do, mm. you know, you can you can download it to a computer, put it on a thumb drive, bring it to the Shaper. You can do it that way if you don't have a Wi-Fi. Mm. But that's that's what I love the most about, well, not the most, but one of the cool things about it is its ability to sync directly to my machine. Yeah. There's no... There's that, no fiddling around with it. That's how Shaper Lab is. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I can sit here where I'm right now and design a Sedge Tool logo with an ellipse, uh, a, a really cool font, and I just hit sync. I walked out to my garage, which is like 10 paces from here, and next thing I know, I just lay down the tape and I'm carving this logo. I yeah. was blown away. Yeah. And... um. Because I was a little, well, my experience with it was I borrowed one from work, set it up, and I said, okay, no, I'm going to, during Christmas break, I'm going to take a couple, two, three, or four days so I can learn how to use this. Because I want to, I, I use the prototypes of it, and I've used them when they're at like a, a Festool Connect. They're all my friends. 
-hmm. And then uh, Noah sent me a workstation uh, to putz around with. So I said, I got I got to use this stuff. But the shaper I had was older. And when I walked out there after I watched three videos by my buddy Sam, I know the guys mm -hmm. there. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, okay, is that it? And I know when when you're when they're holding your hand during a demo station at a shaper show, you know, in their booth or whatever, uh, it's really easy because they load everything. And my buddy John is the sales manager for the East Coast, John Armenia. Mm -hmm. And he loads it up, and he was showing me the grid at Hatfield Tool when I took a break. And I was like, okay, I get that. But he, he sets everything up, and I hit green, and I follow a line, you know. But I wanted yeah. to understand it. So I watched Sam for like three or four videos. I went out in the shop, and when I turned on my Origin, as I set up the account, uh, it was an older unit. It went through three upgrades of software. Mm -hmm. That blew me away. I was like, yeah. what? This is so automatic. It's ridiculous. Yep. And then um, I did, I cut out a three inch, a four inch, and a six inch circle mm -hmm. just to mess with it. And I went, this is too easy. Yeah. I was blown away. And it's, then I said, it's okay. It's so cool, man. That, okay. So that was about two hours with watching videos, getting the upgrades and everything. I went, I already know how to use this. Now mm -hmm. I want to design. So I go on uh, Shaper and there's tutorials about Fusion 360 and mm -hmm. something with Adobe. Adobe Illustrator. Yeah, Adobe Illustrator. And I went, yep. okay, I don't think, uh, I think I'm done. But then I had uh, talked to somebody at a show and I typed in because I had heard him say Shaper Labs. Yeah. And I found that and I went, Oh, is this really smart for old guys? It's basically a design program that was so overly simplified, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, where you can like bring circles or you know cut ellipses and make them large, and and then add fonts. And now what they do is they keep adding different adding, yeah. features to it, so and they don't a, a... they don't overwhelm you all at once. Yeah, and there's there's a search function too, right? So if you yep. wanted to find like a very specific shape or a logo or a, yep. a, a sh uh, an object, you know, yep. you type it in, mm -hmm. there may already be one there. So when I was at WorkbenchCon, I was ta talking to Shaper Sean. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I go, you guys wheeled me right in on this. And he goes, and we talked for a couple hours on Shaper yeah. Labs and my process yeah. that I learned how to use Shaper. And he goes, said, you just hold that thought. I'll reach out to you later this year. We're going to talk some more on this. Because I'll tell you what, <clears throat> yeah, just stepping through that program, I wasn't overwhelmed. And as yeah. they add features to it, I'm like, hmm, very smart. Yeah. And I'm thinking, hmm. They're, they're, they're removing that, that high technical ceiling that you have to have for design. Yeah, with with Shaper Labs, you know, when they first started it out, it was a very rudimentary, very basic web based program. But they yeah, just like you said, they've done a lot of work into it. And it is very intuitive. And it's very easy to grasp. And it's very easy for someone that has, you know, little to no experience with um, design software to to have something ready to send to the shaper and start cutting. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm interested to, because you really piqued my interest on Mortis and Tenon and working mm-hmm. with grid system. I'm going to explore yeah. that. I, I was really nervous about it because, again, I, I was I was like, man, how, how am I going to – and this is the beauty of it too. I was like, okay, I – because you know my my immediate thought goes to okay how can I how can I repeat mortise and tenons on multiple different locations mm-hmm. without having to do a lot of setup and, and I knew that when I was going to use the shaper yesterday in conjunction with the domino that obviously the domino is it is stupid fast mm-hmm. for how quickly you can put oh, stuff yeah. together like I I knew that I was like okay this is going to be an all day process like it if if I were to have just used the the lumber as i got it from from lowe's mm. uh rough dimension you know oh yeah um i and use like some screws i i could have had this thing put together in 20 minutes if mm-hmm. that you know mm-hmm. but i was like no i i want to it's been a minute since i've made anything i i want to go through the proper process i want to mill things down to proper dimensions i want to get all the dimensions the same because i knew that if i was going to be using the shaper and the domino that especially using the reference pins on the domino i was like okay if I'm going to be using references, everything needs to be the exact same. Yep. So I, so I milled it all down, got all of my stock to the exact dimensions. And, uh, I was like, okay, it's going to take me a long time. One, because I'm, I'm learning how to do mortise and tenons. I've never done it before. Um, but I was like, okay, how am I going to put all these in the locations that I want them, but also have them to be exact? And, you know, initially I was like, oh, this is going to take forever. I'm going to have to make all these jigs and stuff. And so I got my stock down. This is when I was cutting out the, the mortises. I took two of the, of the stock pieces I had, laid them down on my MFT, clamped them down so they wouldn't move, put down three strips of, of tape, put the, um, the, the piece that I was going to be working on, put it up against the, the, the other pieces that I had there. And I like cut out my first tenon, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my first mortise, I'm sorry. And I'm like, okay, now how can I, how can I just repeat this over and over and over? And I'm sitting there thinking, like, man, like, do I need to put like a stop block somewhere? Uh, and it, like, it took me like three seconds. I was like, wait, I can just put a small tick mark mm-hmm. on on my reference material, and then because I already marked out where I wanted my other mortises to go, and then, then I just slid the board over, lined up my my the two lines, mm-hmm. and then I just did the next mortise. Like it was it was quick. As soon as I got things set up, oh. it was lightning fast. So like you could one hundred percent do production work when it comes to a mortise and tenon. Yeah, th- th- this exact way. And like I said, it was so fast to do it. You seriously, you got to build a project and show that technique. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause I'll tell the, you what people will freak out on that. Yeah. The, the tenants took longer mm-hmm. just because of the amount of passes that I had to do. And there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of chip out on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I want to start looking at different bits and uh, go through some of their, of uh, shapers, older videos and try to see what what bits do better at cutting out a better looking tenon? Gotcha. Because um, I know that the larger I, I have some larger bits. They were just flute bits. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean it. It's good. It it was quicker. It got more material out, but yeah. there's a hell of a lot more chip out with it than when I use a, a smaller bit 
uh, smaller yeah. upcut spiral bit. And the, I think it's not the downside, I don't think, because you can take your time with it, but <clears throat> it, the tenon is the, the length of tenon uh, because the shaper takes only quarter inch. No, so bits. it's – no, no, no. You can – they do up to 8-millimeter bits. Oh, okay. You, you have okay. To, you you, yeah. oh, you have to right. buy the collet. You have to buy the collet for no. it. It doesn't come with it. It comes with a a 6-mil <clears throat> collet. 10-10 collets fit it. MFK yes. collets fit it. Yeah. Yeah, I found um, that out because uh, I did put an 8-millimeter bit in mine. You're right. Yeah. But, I wonder um, who make I wonder who makes that uh, motor for them. I don't know, you know. And I was also thinking this too. I do. Who who makes it? Festool. Festool? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what what motor is it? Is it the I, MFK motor? No, it's a totally different it's motor a, for them. But it's uh, I I just looked at the collet when I I got the shaper and I went. That's way too fit. familiar thread. So I reached over to my 1010 or MFK, they're interchangeable collets, and I, I threw that on. I went, oh, son of a gun, that's cool. Well, hell yeah, man. I've got a whole bunch of collets that I can use on it now. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it was really cool, and it, it just got me thinking about how you could turn, turn you know, obviously you'd want to use some through tenons to make it more decorative. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, literally any shape that you want, you could make it into a tenon. You could do yeah. a triangular shaped tenon. You could do think how cool that is. You could do a paw print tenon. You know, yeah. like there, there's just so many cool applications. You for could it. do and like then, a, a lazy S tenon. That would be really yeah. cool. Like the right next to my to my workstation, my my shaper workstation is my my laser cutter. So then I was like, okay, how how could I incorporate <laughs> both of those into a design? You know, um, I don't know, man. It's just, you know, when, when you start to see the capability of it, your your brain just starts to kind of rapidly expand on all mm. these other different things you could do with it. And so it it gets <coughs> me really excited to just want to go back down to the shop and um, and want to, to use it for more projects. And Hey, what can I, uh, not off topic, but I guess kind of on topic because you mentioned it. What brand is your uh, laser engraver? Um, it's a Glowforge. Glow, that's right, Glowforge. Gotcha. Yeah. Somebody reached out to me with a, a bunch of different laser engravers. Wanted to know if I wanted to try one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the software on them. Well, that's that's <laughs> what, that's what's great about Glowforges. Now, I I don't have much experience with laser cutters, like other laser cutters. Now, mm-hmm. a few years ago, I was I was in the depths of it with all different kinds of uh, different laser cutters. But as far as I know, and, and I could be wrong, but again, because I, I don't keep up much with the industry. Um, but Glowforge, from a software perspective, it's mm-hmm. not the most powerful laser. It's not the, it's not the fastest laser. Mm-hmm. But it is the easiest thing to use if you have no experience with laser cutters. Really? It's Yes. It's web-based software. It's very similar to Shaper Hubs. Actually, when, when I, we were at WorkbenchCon, I was talking to Sean about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Glowforge, they have, I, I would say, a, a more, and, and it Glowforge has been around longer as far as their their um, the labs of it. It's like a it's like an up. What am I trying to say? It's like a more experienced version of Shaper Labs, hmm. where it's more in depth. There's a they have a 
a massive uh, repository of, of <laughs> logos, icons, shapes, letters, fonts that you could use. Um, and again, it's, and it's all web-based. I can, I can print stuff from, I say print, laser cut or engrave. I can do it from my phone, my laptop, my tablet. I can do it from any device that I have with me as long as it's connected to the internet. But um, holy crap, that is cool! It is, it is super easy to use. Super easy to use. Expensive. So, very expensive. Mm-hmm. Very expensive. Mm. You know, like I said, it's not the most powerful. There, there are bigger lasers out there that cost less, mm-hmm. that are more powerful. They have bigger print beds. Um, but you know, I'm not doing production work with a with a laser cutter. Mm-hmm. It it fits in my garage or my basement. I have a, an indoor filter for it, so I'm not running ventilation outside. Hmm. You know, it's it's perfect for me. So, wow. And I I didn't buy I didn't pay for it full price too. So I bought it incredibly lightly used um, hmm. back in the beginning of the fall. So I, I got a really good deal on what I have, and that's why I have. Where'd it. where'd you find it? So I was on. I'm pretty sure I got it on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, no kidding. Uh, I bought it from a woman up in Maryland uh, who is also a veteran. And she bought it whenever she was going through chemo. She went into remission and she just didn't. She never messed with it because this, the, this, the fumes from it made her feel sick. And again, oh. because she was going through chemo. Um, and then she just kind of moved on to other things and... Um, she was like, well, you know, I, I don't, I've used it two, three times. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I bought it for close to half, half oh, the, sweet. the high cost. So that's why, I, huh. I mean, as soon as I saw it, I was like, and it, I, I picked it up. But I, I'd been looking at it at other glow forges, whether buying new or used for, I don't know, three or four months before I found that. And once I saw that for the price she was asking, I, I hit it up immediately and and picked it up from her. So Holy I moly. can't complain. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Huh. But, you know, it kind of got me thinking of, of doing that project yesterday. Of, because again, it it could have taken me minutes to make this, this frame and, and put it up. But I, I mean, I literally spent probably 11 hours building this yesterday. From and that's from going to the store to milling it to cutting it up and, and all this other stuff and so like when we before we started recording you know I was like man I'm tired I slept until like nine o'clock today <laughs> um, I was I was whoop man but um you know sometimes I I think that because of some of the tools that I have not that I have to use them but it's like well, I have this tool. I have other tools that could probably make this a whole lot quicker. It's like, but I really want to use this. Yeah. Or I really want to use that. You know. Yeah. So they're like, there's this, there's like this balancing act of, do I do it fast, you know, and 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 brute, or do I do it like, I don't want to say delicate, but like, go way more than what I should do to get this done. Yeah. You know. But you you're picking up some skills, right? And yeah. you're learn yeah. you're learning a new technique, and yeah. it's that epiphanal moment or that realization. Oh, this is how I can do a mortise and tenon. 
mm-hmm. you know, with a shaper. Yeah. Yeah, that no, that's a good feeling, man. It's, it's the same thing with hand tools. I can knock stuff yeah. out quick, but sometimes I just want to I want to flatten a board um, in a project with a, a hand plane and a scrub plane hand plane, you know? I, yeah. But I, I I don't know. It's sometimes I'm just uh, I there's a feel to cutting your own dovetails. Yeah. You know, and am I efficient? Hell no. But yeah. boy, I just, I did something about cutting them. I just love doing and I yeah. get better every single time I do it. So it's a lot slower, but I know when somebody opens a drawer in the house and they look at it, oh, look, okay, there's a lot of space in those dovetails. But then I know it's all hand cut. It's, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's for me, it's just a pleasure to do. Yeah. There could be a faster way of doing it, you know, but yeah. It's you it's just how do you say you enjoying the journey of woodworking. Yeah. Yeah. But man, you got me really intrigued on that mortise and tendon now with that shaper. I'll tell you, man, it's it, they they have a, a really quick uh I guess you could probably call it like a teaser trailer or but they have a video showing three different tenons that you can cut and in this video, one of them is like picture uh, four dominoes that mm-hmm. are aligned as an X. Oh, okay, I've seen the joint. That is, that's a cut tenon, and and also the mortise. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like it, it's almost like my brain just races too quick to, to like grab a thought of just these different joints or or you know techniques and stuff and, and like i just want to get down there even right now i just want to get down there and start messing <laughs> with it you know it's cool but um it's it's really awesome it's though. good to see you back in the shop dude yeah i mean you had I, I, so much going on the last couple of months with school finishing up and mm-hmm. you getting engaged and then the yeah. road trip yeah you know i i definitely needed that trip man it it definitely kind of reset things for me um <laughs> kind of going forward and yeah it, it, it was good i really and, enjoyed it in that deluge coming home yesterday on uh just pouring pouring rain some guy whizzed in front of me on a motorcycle and i was like ben is that you because <laughs> i know where you're poured almost the whole time oh man that was uh that was the video that i just got done editing today it was when i got to detroit and it it rained the entire day it was a miserable day and that it wasn't the first day it rained either. The next week it rained twice, and that's when I got really sick. I know. I don't know. I, I just don't see riding a motorcycle in the rain, dude. It's, it's fine in like short bursts if you're, you know, only riding for like, an afternoon or something. But when you're doing it all day long, it wears you out. I imagine. It definitely wears you out. I imagine. You know, something else that I finally got in. A week and a half ago or no no yeah it was last week when they got installed is um my tonal finally came in whoa yeah i ordered it about six or eight months ago i think Jeez. and it finally finally came in but um so I, i've been working out every day good um yeah it's it's really cool man it's um you know the the biggest reason why I got is because uh, because of my my injuries. I can only lift so much. Mm-hmm. Not that I can't lift it, but it's advised that I don't lift more than that. Yeah. And so, with a tonal, it's it's all resistance base. Mm-hmm. And um, 
it's it's super cool man it's you know like what my cousin was asking me like why is it so cool so you know imagine what what really makes in my opinion and, and again i've only had it for maybe a week not even a week yet what makes it really cool is imagine you're in the gym mm -hmm. okay and you're doing you're doing free weights mm -hmm. and let's let's say you're you're doing some flies or you know bench press or something you're laying down and you're 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 kind of struggling to kind of get the weights up you know you get them up above your chest you you, you do your set mm -hmm. now imagine when you're done with your set imagine hitting a button and the weights disappear that's what it's like with tonal is you get your body in position because it's all based on resistance it's a cable system mm -hmm. the the handles themselves have a bluetooth button in them and so when you are ready to, to start working out, you tap the button and the machine kicks the weight on. Then you do your set. When you're done, you hit the button again and it releases all the resistance. So you're not you're not having to like crank your back out. Oh, or, you, can, you or can get in position and then load. You can get in position and then you can engage the load. Gotcha. So you know, oh, okay. And it's it's can you it's do cool, a variable like, resistance like can you control the load? Can you like as you're going? As you're going, I'm sure there. I'm sure you can. I know that there's a. Um, they call it free weight mode, where you can you can um, you can pick your own workouts that you want to do. You can set the weight that you want. Um, so you're asking like, if I start here and as I go up, does it gradually get harder? Yep. I'm, I'm sure that you can. I, I would have to look. Yeah, that's why into it to see if it. That's why we if put does, resistance but... bands on our bass. So mm -hmm. the big, for lack of people don't know what a resistance band is, it's the same thing as chains, mm -hmm. um, and it gives you um, a. It, I don't know the technology, uh, but or what the, or the verbiage for it. But I know when I'm benching with resistance bands, they're big elastic bands. Man, as I go like this and I'm stretching, if I have them locked down on the resistance band pins, I'm going like this. Oh my God, at the end yeah. of my bench, it's even more. And then I bring it down. It's let, And then, oh my God, when you do resistance bands like that, it's amazing. Yeah. But it's, yeah. um, it, it's been really cool. And, and there's, you, you know, it, it'll tell you on the screen if you need to like, lower the weight more or like like positionally if you need to like go lower with a rep or if you need to slow down coming back down or if you need to like you know go out on your rep faster or with more force it it, it tells you all of that on the screen or on your watch it talks to you and shit I, it doesn't talk to you but it, it it displays it on the screen itself really and it, it there, there'll be small audio cues on my on my apple watch like as I'm, let's say I have to do 15 reps in a set. Uh, when I hit the the 13th rep, my watch will like make a certain sound, and then whenever I'm at the last one, it makes a different sound. So I know that I'm done with the set. I don't have to sit there and worry about counting out reps or anything like that. But um, and you know, and there's there's programs inside of it where you know it's um. There's someone that's that's teaching whatever that session is. They're they're going through the reps with you. Um, it's very similar to Peloton where, you know, someone's doing it there. They're telling you what settings to go to and stuff like that. And so it's, uh, it's keeps me engaged at least right now. I'm, I'm at the very low end of, of the challenge just because it's been, I don't know, more than a year since I've worked out. So I'm, 
kind of giving cool. myself a little bit of gradual progression there, but it's it's really great. I, I'm I'm really happy yeah. that I have it. You know, it's it's in my basement. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about going to the gym or anything like that. There's yeah, man, that's the best part all right there. All different kinds of of workouts that I can do. It came with the bench. I have a bar. I've got handles. I have a rope. It's um, it's a lot of fun, man. When I used to go to a gym, that was an excuse. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's an hour out of my time. Ba 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 ba. And then oh, then I got to come home and I got to shower. Yep. That's more time. Now it's down in the basement, and I have zero point zero excuses. Mm-hmm. And if I have sometimes a really bad day, I come home, and man, I just take it out on that eye, and I do it. I do it yeah. early in the morning, you know that. But yeah, man, sometimes yeah. I'm just like, and you get down. <laughs> I'm serious. You get down there at the end of the night, and you're like, you're ticked off at somebody. Mm-hmm. Man, your, your bench, your squats go way up because you're pissed. Yeah. But man, when you come out of there, whoo! It's it, the that crap is gone out of your brain. Yeah, that's my zen. Oh man, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Marianne I, knows I'm, when I don't work out. She goes, "Did you, you work cranky. out today?" Oh yeah, <laughs> you didn't work out, did you? I'm, no, why? <laughs> yeah, you seem a little cranky, Sedge. God, I it, God, it's just I couldn't wait to get down there this morning because I. I try to work out on the road, but it just doesn't work. I bring my resistance bands same, and man. stretch out. It's not it, the same. It's not. But man, when I when I was down there this morning, I was in freaking heaven. I can't wait to get back down there to, tomorrow. I'm squatting tomorrow. I just love squats. Yeah, it's it's comforting to have a routine <laughs> with things. Yeah, yeah, and that's and you know what? That just grounds me because God, I get really disorientated when I'm on the road sometimes, especially now. Because I hadn't been out there, God was I groggy all this uh, at work this morning. Oh man, getting back into that rhythm. It was, but it's great because I get there and just start shooting the general BS with everybody. It was nice. Mm-hmm. I had a buddy I hadn't seen in three weeks. He was in Canada, and then he was in Cleveland. And then he went down on vacation in Florida, and I just hadn't seen him. It's just he's just an crazy one of my really good friends, and we just hung out today for about an hour, just shooting the general BS in his office. It was just good. He's one of those guys you're just glad you work with. You know, it's probably the best benefit of having your own gym in your house. What's that? Is you can do it in your underwear. Oh, dude, and my slippers. I've been benching and sl- yeah. I've been I've been squatting in my slippers. <laughs> I wear. I just, imagine, I just imagine these like these little pink bunny bunny slippers. No, <laughs> no. Do you know what? Do you know they're mocks? I've worn them my whole life from LL Bean. Oh, okay. The wicked good mocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just so damn comfortable and cozy and warm. And I said there was a big thing out not too long ago. You wanna. You want to get as low as you can to the ground when you deadlift. And it's somebody saw somebody saw me in my gym. They'd look at me and go, "Dude, you're a freak." <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, but it's true. I, I, I squat in mocks, so I'm so damn comfortable on them. I have a, um, my niece married this really cool guy up in Wisconsin. That's where they live now, and uh, he has mocks. He wears them all over in the winter time. We're going grocery shopping when he's down here. He's wearing his mocks. So the other day, 
Marion goes, where the hell do you think you're going? <laughs> I had my shorts on, T-shirt. I went down to Moontown Brewery on my marks, <laughs> my slippers. <laughs> Did you Some, walk there in your slippers? Yeah, I went down there in my slippers. <laughs> Somebody came up to me and said, dude, you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're at that, uh, that old man don't give a crap anymore phase. Oh, dude, the filters. I got to be careful because I work in corporate America, right? But I got to be careful at work about the filter. But man, elsewhere, that filter has pretty much left <laughs> the building. Uh, <laughs> I was talking God. to a, a guy, a really nice guy. First time I met him, his name is Jim Cavanaugh. Up, uh, he's, a, he's been working for JC Licht for a long time. God, it's like he's like a brother from another mother that I never met. Uh, he's so funny. We were talking about how we're getting older. And losing filters. Oh my god, he had a couple good stories. I had a couple good stories. I just love people, man. Meeting people was yeah. awesome. Yeah. You know what? But I'll tell you what was funny. And Jerry, I know you're listening to this, and you probably. <laughs> I was talking to somebody, and all of a sudden Jerry just comes up behind the guy, and I looked at him. I went, I stood there for a couple seconds. Goes, the only time I know Jerry is from the Zoom calls. You know, mm-hmm. I had never met yeah. him. And he looked a little bit different, but then all of a sudden I went, oh, oh that's him. Hi, Jerry. <laughs> oh, my God. What a cool guy. <laughs> it was fun. Where at in Chicago were you? Were okay. you close at, to downtown? At, or? No, western suburbs, uh, Addison, okay. Lombard area. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> it's just all sprawl. It all just goes together, but no high rises. Yeah. Nice area. Really nice area. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it, it took me... It took me two and a half hours to drive 27 miles out of Chicago. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. God, man. And it was like there was there were no breaks. It was straight up city through suburbia, suburbia yep. for two and a half hours. I was like, God, this is going on forever. I got one for you. Could, uh, could you live in that? In, 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 in traffic, downtown? The, in, in a big city like that. Uh, in traffic all the time with a motorcycle yes i would absolutely live no but um, could could you would you if if i could if i could pick the city if i could live in new york city mm-hmm. like if i didn't have kids or anything i would absolutely live in the city you would oh man there's so much that like so much energy there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this like when i i took a trip to new york city two years ago now Close to two years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. It was awesome, man. Now, granted, I've never lived in it, so I'm sure that there are people that live in New York City that are like, they're like, you're freaking crazy, man. <laughs> but uh, I, <coughs> at least right now, I enjoy being in big cities. Okay, so I got one for you. When you mm-hmm. got home, wasn't it nice? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I would I, not give up what my house now. I, I No. I, I love living here. Yeah. No, the point I'm trying to get across is I lived, I grew up in Maine, and then when I graduated, graduated from school, I moved to Fort Lauderdale, and it was heaven on earth. But it got wicked overpopulated. It is wall-to-wall mm. people down there. Everybody says, oh, I can't believe you moved out of there. I go, yeah, I can, because you don't live there in that traffic 24-7. Yeah. yeah. Right? And, and man, every time, and here's the beauty of something that I realized getting out to Chicago the last three days. Uh, boy, do I love my home. Do I love where I live? Mm-hmm. I love I love most of my neighbors. 
but I, I kind of like live out in the country in uh, Indiana, but in a yeah. subdivision. I yeah. that wasn't that big when I moved into it. Yeah. But you know what? It's it's nice. There's not a lot yeah, of traffic. It's very tranquil. It is, and uh, yeah. I appreciate what I have more when I travel. And man, I, when I go down to Fort Lauderdale to see the kids, I'm just like, oh, this traffic. It just yeah, that's true. And when you go to L.A. and I love New York, mm. dude, great vibe. And all those places I like to visit. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's probably what it is. But and then the um, in the last two weeks, somebody has asked me, and in fact, somebody asked me up in Chicago, my buddy Little C. He goes, when you retire from Festool, you know, probably thirty years from now, are you gonna <laughs> are you gonna live in Indiana? And boy, he, uh, both times that somebody has asked me, I'm just like, hmm, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, a, I don't want to ever retire, but because I retired 15 years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I do like Indiana, but there are other places that I like as well that I might want to get into, like maybe a North Carolina area, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. I know Marianne, most of her family's in Virginia right now. And we just, we love it there, man. It's, it's, I love living here, man. This is probably the best state. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, uh, but it was weird that in the last week or two, I got asked that question about retiring. Where would you like, where are you going to stay in Indiana? And for the answer right now is yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm not retiring for a long time. Yeah, I'm having too much damn fun. You got to pay for all those wingies you keep eating, man. Man, oh, 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 oh! I had wings twice while I was up there the two nights. <laughs> I had how some ma- good how wingies. Many wings, how many wings did you get, Sage? Okay, so the first night at Moore Brewing, they were Nashville rubbed. Oh my God, were they good? They were so huge. I got a dry a, rub. Dry rub, but they had a little mm. bit of heat. They called them Nashville hot, and they were like, you know. They did a good job on them. So I said, how many come in an order? They go, you know, six to eight. I go. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, little C looked at me and goes, get two orders. I go, okay, I'll take two. I'll get wingies. (laughs) And (laughs) man, they were good. And then uh, the second night we went to Yard House and their traditional wings, you get 12 wings and they got good buffalo hot sauce. So... (laughs) So how do they compare to Ale Emporium? Dude, nothing compares to Ale Emporium. The okay, best wings on the planet at one time were Uncle Al's in Fort Lauderdale in Davie, Florida. And everybody listening who knows Florida, there's two great wing houses. There's Uncle Al's and Ricky's, and both of them are fantastic. But Uncle Al's is king. So when we came up here, we couldn't find good wings in Indiana. And we went, yeah. to, we went to a private party at Ale Emporium, and they served pizza, and the pie's good. But I was like, okay. So Zach, my neighbor one time said, I, he goes, oh, man, we're going to Ale Emporium for wings. I go, are they good? He goes, they're the best on the planet. And I go, they serve mm-hmm. only pizza. And he goes, what are you talking about? So we jumped in his car, <laughs> went to Ale Emporium, and I've eaten there every weekend since for the last 10 years. I'm telling you, I'm man. just kidding. I'm just kidding. We, we don't go to Ale Emporium much anymore. But I'll tell you what. There's just sometimes my mouth starts starts watering, and I got to go. Man. I'm telling you, I I had them, um, I think I've had them twice already, but I remember the first time I, I had them, I was, I was blown away. Legitimately yeah, the best wings I've ever had. Oh, 
That just, Herman style or Hermanaki. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, doggy, are they good? good. And then, and then, about four times ago, I'm I'm with Jason, Nicole, and uh, Leo, Marianne, and we're down in Greenwood, and he goes, "Get double grilled, double." Like, what the hell are you talking about? I never had that. He goes, "Get double grilled." Holy crap! That's all I get now with a side of garlic. What's, what's double grilled? They 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 leave them on the grill because what they do is they fry them and then grill them. I don't know their process, but whatever that is, it's perfect. And then they get that that they they don't say it's a rub, but it is a rub. The the Herman or Hermanaki, and then I get the dipping sauce, which is a Three Mile Island, which is wicked. Yeah, <laughs> and then they get they get a little bit hotter sauce, but I I stay with the the Three Mile Island. Just okay. Oh my God, what time are they open till? <laughs> my mouth's What's... freaking watering. Well, that's a good segue. I, th- I think we're good for this episode. Okay. Holy moly. Hey, do we well, have? A, are we done with the giveaway? No. What? No. We still got time. This is for um, the festival party pack from Yes Tool and Fastener. Yep. And the sidekick from um, Love the Body Dragonfly. And this is like I, I think when I checked it, I checked it like June third. Okay. And we were already at past half of how many people had signed up for the previous one. Holy So moly. this is gonna be this is gonna be the fight to the death. I guarantee you that. Well there's gonna be a lot of people that, that are entering in this. Somebody at work away. mentioned that his friend signed up to it for it too. I was like <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, man. I mean you're getting a uh, Festival Cooltainer, Festival Top Rock, uh some koozies, all from US Stolen Fastener. Like uh, I want to be in the giveaway. I know. God. I know. It's like, holy moly. He goes, if I didn't yeah. have a top rock, I would have entered too. Yeah. So. But, um, but yeah, that $100 gift card to U.S. Tool and Faster, and then again, the Psychic from Love by Dragonfly. So if you want to have a chance to win either of those, again, we're doing three giveaways, three winners for the month of June. You go to www.greenseriespodcast.com, and the giveaway tab is the the landing page is the first thing you see whenever you go to the website but that's going to do it for us here the green series podcast sedge it was good seeing you this week good talking to you yeah brother same man i'm glad we got together to do this i'm really glad that jason's not here to yeah talk about dumb stuff i'm retiring (laughs) i just hung some drywall all right everybody thanks for listening we'll see you in the next episode talk to you later thank you